Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Take your seats in the presence of the Lord. I know that you're already joyful. Mm. But Apostle keeps teaching us from Isaiah 12, 3. Mm. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. You know how Apmo keeps saying that there are many doors in the kingdom? But you guys, first wait. I'm walking along this carpet. Back and forth. It's so dope actually. Eh. Take it one. Take it two. Take it three. Apostle keeps saying that there are doors in the kingdom. Doors. And I say doors. I'm so glad to be here. I might say doors and you're like, hey, what are doors? Doors, quaverka, like dozing. There are many doors. No. NZG, doors in the kingdom. It occurred to me that it's not a well of salvation. There are wells of salvation. It also occurred to me that the thing that you used to draw, the bucket is called joy. So, you know how some people go to a well? I don't know, but I've heard. Some people go with a one liter jerry can. One, sorry, one liter. Yeah, one liter. But baby, yeah, one, one liter. It's correct. That small one. Oh, three liters, eh? All right. Others go with that jerry can, which you carry like this, eh? 20, 20 liters. All of them are at the well. You can live one well of salvation. Yeah? How many of you have read commotion at the gates? A- Apostle, talk, eh, it's not a trick question. If you haven't read, go and read it. Hmm. Easy. Yeah. QED. You can be there in this land of born again. This is it. Welcome to that. You're born again. Hey, welcome. To the family of God, oh, devil, no more. You can't have me. Hey, I'm, I've gone. No more returning. Then you stand there at the gate. Then you stand there at the gate. No entering. Or you enter with a 25 liter 
subject. Some people are getting water from that well of, you know, because salvation has many things, right? Yeah. There is health, healing, what? Then you're like, ah, I'll just stay here at the well of healing. But even there, you just take a three-liter jerry can. I don't know. I don't know. So make sure you increase your capacity of joy to like 25 liters over a pipa. Also known as a drum. Not in Galabi. And for those of us who don't know Galabi, not a kick or high hat. You, that God has allowed us hmm, to have big buckets of joy to draw from as many wells as we want. So next time you're next to someone who's laughing so much, who's so happy, and you're getting irritated, know that someone has taken your jerry can from you. When you see them happy and laughing so much, also you just start laughing. Kumbe there, you're drawing. Even now as you're shouting, you're drawing from the walls of I don't know. This is a year of fruitfulness. Oh, yes. And me, I'm determined that this year doesn't pass with no results. But you might have been like me who when they said year of fruitfulness, and then the apostle even came and said, and in a time of rest, eh, that's when fruitfulness happens. You will have rest on every side of you. You thought to myself, this is the year where I just chill in my room. Eh, and fruit, 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 fruit everywhere. Then Pastor Benga was teaching. And he said, if it's a year of fruitfulness, it means you need to sow seed. You really have to sow seed. And the thing about sowing seed, when I was younger, during the holidays, my mom would wake up, okay? And during the holes. And she'd take it early in the morning, and say, I mean, it wasn't a big garden because, I mean, where do you find big gardens in Kololo? Okay, one in Kololo, but basically in town. But, so should say, you're digging from here to there. Hey, hey, okay, even in Kololo, you can have two acres of land. <laughs> Relax. So, would wake up early in the morning, so she'd tell us a portion to dig. How many of you knew that that waking up early in the morning? Of course, you know, I know you want to hear other stories, like how oh, I would wake up, feed the pigs, what all of those. It's hard, and you do it early in the morning. Because when the sun comes out, man, eh? yeah, it's too hot. But you see, you guys, that morning time, I don't know about, but it's sweet, very sweet. And the rain of 
most days starts to rain before you wake up. And then it can be hot all night. But like at five, it becomes cold. Eh? Hey. Do you know that this year, worship harvest, we are going to sow seed. If I come and told you that this ground here, any seed you put in, hmm, there'll be a harvest of a hundredfold. Would you be like, wow, what a ground. Qua <laughs> <laughs> ground ni different. Would you be like, wow, what a ground. What? A hundredfold? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What would you do? You would sow seed. You would sow so much seed. In fact, you would ask, how can I expand this ground to be bigger so that I can put in more seed? Because this is too small. Because you have... You're sure. Very sure that there will be a harvest. So we are going to sow so much seed. And the act of sowing seed is no easy. Okay, it's easy, but it's not. You understand? It's work. It's work. It's a lot of work. Because even the ground has to be prepared. We're not going to be like, if one of you is going to become a pastor, so you hear stories like this. I have people who come and they say they want to get pregnant. Hmm? Then they say they've done everything. They've prayed. They have sown seed cash money into someone in a certain place who when they pray, pregnancies happen. So you ask them, hey, so you and your husband, how often? You're like, hmm? what do you mean true story you want a harvest but no seed is being sown I'm telling you they real tell me how for them they don't want those things of number one I'm saying number one because they are children but you've understood what I mean when a man loves a woman in a married way behind closed doors Aha, uh-huh. they say that, ah, uh, uh, no, 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 me, those things, I don't know, I, I don't have a revelation. Oh, they, like, they don't like it. Yeah, I'm too, yes, true story. True story. So if you're in this room and you're praying for conception, but you're not doing things that succeed, it's not going to happen. It won't happen, Munange. Hey, hey, you will pray. You'll come for... F- hey, hey, hey. The man must be slept with so that seed can be deposited so that there can be fruit. So we are sowing seed this year. And this is a word for somebody here. I mean, if you do number one, one say, yeah, Mwane. 
And let me tell you the exciting thing. Let me tell you the exciting thing. Hmm? Matthew 13, 12 says, if you have more is given. Not so. So the thing that's going to happen this year is you're going to sow seed. Then you're going to get a harvest. And those who have more will be given. So you enter, you know when Apostle was teaching us, oh, those who are in Harvest Institute, I don't know, just join. But he was teaching us about the, 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 the momentum. That in the beginning, you're like this, trying to push. Then at a certain point, this just starts to happen. Yes, a fly will. That's what's going to happen. But be ready to do the work. Be ready to do the work. And how many of you know that Aya has seasons? Yeah, there's the rainy season, the dry season. So in this time, look, of season 21, if you're watching and you're not fasting, you're missing an opportunity to sow seed for the year. Yeah, a time to pray, a time to fast, a time to be in the word, to be in the upmost challenge where we soak in, soak in, soak in, soak in and start producing things from ourselves, businesses that are manifesting money from us. Yes, this is the time. So plug in now, 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 now. Plug in. I'm telling you, plug in. A time to be in the room. Many times when the Holy Spirit fell down, it was on people that were gathered together. Together. We are together again. Just praising the Lord. We are together again. In one Something good is going to happen. We are together again. Just praising the Something good is going to happen. Yeah. Mm. And the thing is that even if you're the one who's annoyed that your neighbor is singing, I stopped singing because after something good is going to happen. I don't know the words next. I know something good is in us store. Something good is is in stock. In store. Store. In our store. Something good is in store. Something good is in us Okay, but something good is in store. Now I've learned. Hey, I'm building a case. Last year, over last year, but one. Anyway, somewhere from 2020, Apostle taught us from Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. And he taught us that many people use that thing for salvation. Mm. The wages of sin is death, is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Who watched that movie? Pilgrim's uh, Progress, something. Yeah. 
It was the whole chant through the, the wages of sin is death, is death. And I think they're talking about walking through the narrow gate. Verse 14 says, Hey, it says, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life and there are few who find it. Hey, say I'm among the few. So I'm telling you now that this sowing seed is narrow. And we have already been told that it's difficult. So don't be shocked. Apostle told us that the enemy is going to try and steal our strength. Oh yeah. When you go to bed, you're like, I, I promise I'm waking up in the morning. I was so, you see, Apostle said that some morning, this is how he wakes up. Eh? Where you're like, eh? get, go now to the bathroom. Narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. So when people come and be like, prophet, mentor me. I want to lead worship like you. So I show them some narrow gates and they're like, ah, okay. No, you won't. Yeah. You know, it occurred to me that I can be here saying 2,665. Wow. Carpet. Tiles. Wololo. Media team of 56. Projectors. 10 cameras. I can want it so much. Until one day. Many days, but an example. It was a fasting day. It was a long day. It was a hard day. We finished season 21. We went for a pastor's hangout. We finished it. And guess what? While we're all running to go to our beds, to sleep, or to eat some extra food at our homes, apostles stayed behind here to pray. That is a narrow gate. And then the next day, you're hearing KB of how he arrived. I left home at three, what? So I asked Pastor Emma, that I, I, I told him, I first asked him, what is he made of? And I told myself, I'm going to become that person. Gwe, this is how we be in the morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You, sit up. Hey, legit. That's how it be. Okay, whose phone is closer? First start playing that someone. Okay, wake up. Like that, look at... Yes, because we know that there's a gate which leads to life. Yeah? And this is the year of fruitfulness. So we must sow that seed. I know that every seed I have sown this year is going to become a harvest. Every single seed. Every single seed I have sown. Hey, so if you're still there, you haven't started sowing seed. I don't know. I'm encouraging you. So 
So anyway, today I'm talking about the environment for growth. Hey. And because I've seen that time, I'm going to copy a certain man of God to teach us in 20 minutes. It starts with a joke. Yeah, a joke. Mm. There's a time I got into a, 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 I needed to go for an SFFG that Apostle was doing in Tinder at I think Uni's kitchen. So I, I told Pastor Emma, please order an Uber for me. Oh gosh, I didn't have the app. But also even if I have an app, <laughs> I'm married. You can be like, babe, order an Uber for me. So he ordered it. <laughs> so he ordered for the Uber. What I get in, we were in a jam. I was running so late. I was like, oh gosh. He used all the routes where there's jam. And I said, pass to Chambogo. Anyway, we finally, I first of all, I thought it was in Nalia. Then I sent Kia a message. No, it's at Uni's kitchen. So we get to Shell near Cinnabon. I told the guy, let me get out here. Let me get out here. So all along on the phone, I hadn't even said hi to that guy. I'm there on my phone, what? When so I'm like, just leave me here. Oh my gosh, with so much English. It's a jam. The jam is incredible. You know, I'll just get a border from here. Anyway, so I tell him, so what's the cost? Then he shows me the phone. And then I, then I told him. <laughs> so on the phone. It had the word Emmanuel owes 20,000. I don't know how much it was. But because I was, you know, like, so like, bichi and stressed, I looked at him, and the day before, people had been talking about these Uber guys. They rob guys. They use one old receipt. So I'm like, aha, mukutelelo. He's saying to me. So I, I looked at him, and I'm like, excuse me. My husband is not called Emmanuel always. So he looked at me and he says, Madam, this is Emmanuel Oz. I pulled out the money, paid him, jumped out of that car and pictured the WhatsApp conversation between him and his buddies. What do I call I can know what? Oh, wow. I could swallow so much. Yeah. So, I went away reciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No shame, no condemnation. What? Hey. Like, why is he judging me according to the flesh? As it? So I'm going to talk about two things. Always. The first one 
is, do you know, when you put seed into the ground, hmm, it's the environment around it that allows it to grow. Hmm. It's not about whether the seed is good looking, whether it's a big mango seed, because you think that a big mango seed, if you put it in the ground, surely, it just does like this, like this. Eh, dicotyledon breaks out over what? Plumule, BG, tree. Then you're like, but Bambi, this mustard seed, will it survive? It's not the seed. If you got a mango seed and put it in bad soil, it wouldn't survive. So today I want us to make sure that the seeds we are sowing hmm, actually survive. I'm going to talk about two things. Tithe and the word and maybe our heart really. Hmm? I'll first talk about tithe very quickly because the people in this room and online, all of us understand tithe. Here, tithe is 10% of your income. Of all your income. Because some people tithe on salary. Eh, only, but not on other income. Say, eh. So first bang for me, they are Malachi. Three. Verse, let's start at verse 10. Mm. It says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this. The next part looks like some sort of fruitfulness. Not so. Let's do it together. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. How many of you are experiencing a no room enough to receive it type of financial blessing? Mark has said, said say not yet. But if you're there, say, I am. It's okay. Yeah, so that we can tell you, hey, mama, and copy you. So money is seed. Let me tell you what happens to your money when you take off 10%. It says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So that he will not destroy the what? Is it a year of fruitfulness? Do you think the enemy is planning to devour our fruit this year? Hey, he's talking about devouring the fruit, not the seed. The seed is in your possession. So you get the money, put it there, and the enemy is rebuked so that the fruit of your ground is not destroyed. Fruit can be destroyed. Yama, you discipled the missional leader. They came to your home. You went to their home. When they gave birth, you were there. You even helped to carry the baby at night. You went to their village. After they became a missionary leader, you taught them how to pray. You taught them how to read the word. They grew, started leading many people. Then one day, the enemy lies to them. I need to take off some time. That is your fruit being devoured. And it can be stopped with our finances. Tithe. It says, No shall the vine fail to bear what? Fruit. 
for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. We are going to tithe. And each time you tithe, send their words. Say, thank you because the fruit of my ground is not being destroyed. That the enemy is being rebuked. That this seed that I'm sowing shall not fail to bear fruit in the field. I even saw this thing in the field. And I remember that verse. That the harvest is plentiful. Even those ones, when you tithe, they will refuse the enemy to touch. Because in the field, yes, that when you go on salvation, evangelism, because you're a tither, because you're a tither, the enemy is rebuked. And if anyone crosses your, hey, my gosh, if anyone crosses your path who's not born again, they will get born again. We are going to have so much fruit of salvation this year. I tell you guys, we have a word that everything times three. Pastor Stewart, how many salvations did we have last year? 42? What's that times three? 126,000. Can you celebrate 126,000 salvations this year? It's the year of fruitfulness. It must happen. 126,000. Thank you, Jesus. This one, I'm going to say it out loud. I had kept it in my heart. I was so afraid of it. But our network had said 10 locations. Then we said times three, which means 30. 30. Look, eh? if we fail, which we won't, it's not because we didn't try. 30. Each cluster, 10, 10. Eh? Because they said that in this, in this ground, eh? when you put seed, there's a harvest. So we receive ease, that sort of, where people just come. I tell now, apostles, I hope you guys are listening to the Sunday sermon every hour, every minute, what? And just calling forth all those 30 church planters. Come to me now, come to me, come out of me. Eh, wow. We are going to tithe. Tell your neighbor, you're going to tithe this year. And the enemy has been rebuked. Your tithe is creating an environment for growth. And you see with tithe, God makes all grace abound towards you. And you're always sufficient in all things for every good work. Every, as a wife, every good work. Your fruit is not devoured. As a pastor, every good work. Your fruit is not devoured. As a worship leader, every good work. Your fruit is not devoured. As a movement leader, every good work. Your fruit is not devoured. As a, I don't know, a missional leader, as a cook, as a business person, your fruit will not be devoured this year. I refuse it. Anyone who is giving of tithe this year is going to experience a fruitfulness that they have not experienced before in their lives. 
The second thing is the word. Put for me Mark 4. We'll keep jumping up, up and down. Mark 4, 14. What does the sower sow? The word, eh? Hey! So what are you going to sow this year? You're going to sow so much word. Let's jump back and forth through Mark and Mark, Mark and four. Mark four four. Let's go to verse three. So he said, "Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow." And it, but, uh, sorry, first go back. A sower did what? First of all, they went. They were not waiting. Went out to sow. Mm. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air came and devoured it. So the purpose of sowing is to get a harvest, right? That's why he was sowing the seed. Some seed fell by the wayside. Now I'm going to explain to you in the Bible with Mark 4 what that means. Because he explains it in verse 15 later. But what came to me today, I was like, mm, it fell by the wayside. His plan was not for it to fall by the wayside. His plan was for it to fall on good soil. I know that there are disciples in this room. Make sure the people you disciple are not in the wayside. Make sure they are where they are supposed to be. So that when the seed is being sown, you can receive it. Being by the wayside means you're not where you're supposed to be when you should be there. Yeah. So, maybe you're a disciple. We're all disciples. The sower is sowing seed. Sowing seed. So, where side is where you reside? And you see, the thing is that if you're not there, you won't receive it. It's not even a revelry. Like, legit, if you're not there, you don't. It's not great. This year, how does an addiction go just by being in the room? You can't explain it. Just be where you're supposed to be always. Hmm? Mark 4.15 explains and says, And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately. And takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. You see, the enemy does not want you to be fruitful this year. He really doesn't. He doesn't. So he's going to try and steal at you at seed point, at, at fruit point. He's going to try and steal at all times. At all stages. So we need to be aware. You know it says it takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. What does this tell me? 
that we need to prepare our hearts. Apostle was teaching from Mark 4, I think, in lockdown 2020, and was saying that when you're going to plant, hmm, you don't put mob seed into the ground. You clear the ground to prepare the ground. You take out the weeds, you take out the bottle tops. So please prepare your heart so that the seed can fall on you. And when it falls on you, so that it can, it's good ground. It's not hard. It hasn't been hardened. So now is the time to start removing, remove, remove everything that's standing in the way of you receiving the word. Yes. If you're dating a guy who's like, but you go to church on Sunday, why must you go every day of this month? Ah, Kuba, they are stealing the word from you. Remove. Oh yeah, so that the seed can go in. Because every time you're not here and you're hanging out at CJ's, you're on the west side. Yes! Hey! The heart, which was the ground, was not where it needed to be. So let's clear our hearts. Before you watch another episode, I found out there's a, a series called Senyu. So, before you watch the next episode of Sanyu, first watch as someone. Hmm, watch as someone. Because, okay, after that, after you've watched Sanyu, then what? Is that the joy which you used to draw water from the wells of salvation? Let's continue. Mark 4, verse 5 and 6. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth wow verse 6 but when the sun was up it was scorched and because it had no root it withered away proverbs 4:23 says guard your heart keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Your heart is the soil. Your heart is the earth. Apostle went to extremes to explain the spirit, soul, and body. And that the soul and the spirit is the heart. So lots of conversation must be happening here. Other verses, other versions, instead of diligence, they say vigilance. That, look, if this guy is trying to get in the way, you put sekanyoria, umbuakali, beware dog, what? So that the conversation here can keep happening, so that whatever is in the spirit keeps, because that's where the issues of life are springing out. So that when the sun comes, there's some depth in you. Go to verse 16 of Mark 4. It says, These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. What way I receive it? What a deep word. Woo! My gosh, my gosh. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation, for some of us, tribulation is sending the report. Let's be real. 
because you say it's posturing about sending reports why can't we love our people and take care of them you're the people where a guy can't call you and say I was looking through the book of numbers and didn't find your number there. Hey! Because you think counting is trivial. When tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. You forget. Just can you put up the message version of of this verse. Do you have the message version of Mark 4? I can check here. It says, and some are like that seed, are like the seed that lands in the gravel. When they first hear the word, they respond with great enthusiasm, which you should. But then it says, but there is such shallow soil of character. What a shock. That when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives, there is nothing to show of it. Like Apostle says, what is church without shaking? What is church without rolling? But after you are shaking and rolling, is there a soil of character in you? What was the point of that shouting? Did it lead to some fruitfulness, some disciples? Oh, yes. Don't allow that emotional thing to be like weed. You can get addicted. When, when you come for a service and everything is sober, like, was God even there? I didn't feel shaking. Don't allow. Do you have ampsy? Of course they do. And in the same way, the one sown upon stony ground, stony ground, are those who, when they hear the word, at once receive and accept and welcome it with joy. Mm-hmm. Verse 17. And they have no real root in themselves. And so they endure for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, meaning God has told you something, you received it. Now the enemy is trying to steal from you and you will allow him. They immediately are offended. Offense is not an environment for growth. They are offended, become displeased, indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. When you feel the offense coming, chase it, bind it, sow seed, say, ah, tukusinza, do whatever it is to chase it away. Just. It's hindering fruitfulness. Mm. Mark for seven. And some seed fell among thorns. And the thorns grew up and choked it. And it yielded no crop. Let's find the explanation in verse 18. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. Do you know everyone is hearing the word? (laughs) Meaning your environment matters. Mm -hmm. Continue. And the cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. You went, had the word. You're going to get work, Vichy. You get the work. Then the work keeps you too busy, keeps you on the wayside. And the desires for other things entering in 
choke the word. When some of you hear the word choke, maybe you're not clicking. Choke means death. Like if someone comes and chokes you, you die. It, you know, and when something is dead, it's not alive. When something is dead, it's as if it was never there. Like that day you die at 120, you will not be here anymore. Because maybe you read and like choke the word. Small, so, <laughs> no, it kills. And it becomes unfruitful. cares of this world apostle taught I don't know which camp it was but it was for us young people maybe it was for the teens camp and he was teaching us to be careful about the company we keep it was a kids camp teens camp of course (laughs) because bad company corrupts good morals Meaning the person comes with good morals, right? It's that lie that we think that I'm so good, I will lift everyone up. No. Okay? That's how Sodom and Gomorrah were obliterated. Because, yeah. You be there thinking you're so dope. Before you know it, your father of sin appears. Try call this cigarette. When the Bible does it say you can't smoke? Hey. Even there was incense of our watch. You think they just want to enter their lungs? <laughs> try it, go. Try it, go. Prove that you love me. worry. We will not go too far. What is sex anyway? Mm. Sex has to include what's that word? Mm -mm. When something enters a thing, that word. So if it's just on, just we touch, touch a bit. Touch, touch a bit. Your kawa. It's a trap. And let me tell you how it's a trap. In your mind, you're like, but I didn't have sex. Hmm? Then you, next day you come. And you have to lead worship. And condemnation abounds. Condemnation abounds. So, you're afraid to enter the Holy of Holies where you can lead others. And he has stolen from you your fruit of that worship session so much or the next day they, you had to teach they called you to go and teach at uh-uh, what's the, at the kids camp so you change the topic even yeah yet that day someone was supposed to be set free from that thing so you teach them about righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost yeah You know, Apmo keeps telling us to leave those WhatsApp groups. Eh? Leave them. Leave them. Leave that boy. Leave that girl. Leave. I don't just leave. You know, do you know, do you know what it takes? I'm going to teach you. 
to leave a WhatsApp group? Step one, pick up your phone. Step two, open WhatsApp. Step three, find the group. Step four, exit. Step five, delete. Because Bambi, you're there thinking, but those are people I share the link with. How has it helped you so far? Okay, first stop sharing the link with them and make sure every member of your MC is in the room for season 21 and garage. Then after you can share the link again. Yeah, because you have here people you can, who actually can whatever you, but you're like, I'm sharing the link with the other one. So like, hey, you're at church again. Finally, Mark 4, 8. But, say but. I've more taught us that when you find the word but, it means that everything else before that, you can forget it. Here is the main point. Because I'll be there. Yeah. Each one of us is on the other side of but. But other seed fell on good ground. Say, I am good ground. And yielded a crop. And it says that sprang up increased. You know, you can spring up when you're one being, but it increased. It's more than one. Eh, that you decided to start an MC, then it sprang up and it increased, it birthed. And produced some 30, some 60, and some 100. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be so there. It's time for us to clear the ground. Because we are living in Mark 4, 8. Yes. We are clearing the ground. We are changing our company. We are creating environments of joy and, and, and thankfulness. Because we are in Mark 4, 8 land this year. First go to Mark 4.20 that explains Mark 4.8. It says, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it. Other versions say they embrace it. Embrace it and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. This year, we are living in the world of Mark 4.8 and Mark 4.20. Okay, we'll start at Mark 4.14 and so what, right? But everyone here, we've agreed. We are going to sow the word. But we are going to live. The message says, but the seed planted in the good earth represents those who hear the word, embrace it, and produce a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. More than you can think or imagine this year. More than you can think or imagine. More than you can think or imagine. Just close your eyes for a moment and start to think and imagine. What your finances look like. What your marriage looks like. What your MC looks like. What your leaders look like. What your church plans look like.
what your disciples look like. Everyone who's been doing hashtag a million disciples, try and, try and see them. Try and imagine. What are they doing? What are they doing? Just imagine it. How much land have you bought? How many churches have you built? How many healings and miracles? Have you started to imagine it? Let's stand up and just pray in tongues in thanksgiving. Let's stand up and pray in tongues in thanksgiving. Pray in tongues in thanksgiving. Pray in tongues in thanksgiving. Give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks, give thanks. Start to see it, start to see it, start to see it, start to see it, start to see it. Thank you, Lord. We see it now. Lift your voice. I receive. More than you can ask or imagine, I receive it, Jesus. I receive it. My seed won't be stolen. My fruit won't be stolen. I see the church plants. I see the disciples. I'm seeing, I'm finishing my horizon. I'm finishing it by Jan, by Feb, by March. It's complete. Mokoya Mokoya You're in this room today, today, today. Your friend invited you, said, please, let's go for season 21. You're like, what is it? It's a prayer meeting where amazing things happen. But you're not born again. You haven't yet made the decision where God puts a seed in you that leads you to fruitfulness. The first step to fruitfulness is to get born again. And this is your day. Today is your day of salvation. I'm going to ask you to do something very simple. Just put up your hand and say, I want to get born again. Just put up your right hand and say, I want to get born again. Today on the, what date is it? 16th of January. I made the decision to get born again. You can put up your hand in the house of the Lord. Hey. Turn to your neighbor and ask them, are you born again? Turn, are you born again? Are you born again? Everyone should be asking their neighbor, come on. Hey. 
If they say yes, give them a high five. If they say no, ask them, would you like to get born again? Is there anyone in the house who would like to get born again? So is your neighbor born again? 100% sure. So worship others tomorrow. Bring someone who's not born again. Yes. Bring someone who's not born again because it's a time of fruitfulness. Amen? Amen! I'd like to invite Apostle Can we appreciate Pastor Angela for a powerful word? Come on. On fruitfulness. Please have your seats briefly as we share in communion. Are you enjoying season 21? Did Bishop Stewart say it? We are, we are done 50 per, 70%? 40? Well, it's 38%. But, you know, Bish is always optimistic. Thank you for coming today, for being here physically. Yeah. As much as possible, be here physically or at all the other hosting locations, right? Because if everyone stayed online, the preacher wouldn't be able to preach the way she has preached. She only had the network leaders as if it's an online event. So season 21 is not an online event. It's an in-person event with online benefits for your relatives. They are serving communion. It's really a little bread and drink which you should not eat until we have prayed together. That's how it works. Yeah, you just hold on to it. And when I say hold on to it, the last it is IT. Hold on to it. But it can also be EAT. And I'm waiting until everyone has received then I'll share something. Or should I start sharing? Because I want to make sure that we use our time well. Exodus chapter 11. Communion, this, it's Jesus who commanded us to do this as often as we do in remembrance of him. And he served, this was the Passover meal. It was during the Passover, what was that? Festival. Yeah. Unleavened bread. So now, the one that's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, it's not the first one. The first Passover was in Egypt, right? um, Are they adding me effects? Since I'm not singing, they may not be very helpful. So, as, a, as I was thinking about it just during the service, 
felt led to share from Egypt, the Egyptian Passover. But I wasn't so sure until someone came and talked about Egypt. I was like, okay, it's Egypt, it is. So Exodus 11, verse 1, and the Lord said to Moses, I'll bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Now, this is after nine plagues and Pharaoh has jammed. Huh? Do you, do you remember the testimony of our sister here? Where it's like Pharaoh has jammed. Yeah. It's like the thing has jammed to live your life. The addiction. The lack. For some people it's just luck. You've never seen abundance. You hear people talk about abundance. About what is even that? Or the sickness. It's like you've brought out every spiritual weapon and Pharaoh has jammed. Nine of them. Flies, frogs, blood, what? So now, God is telling Moses, eh, I, have, I have my last trick. Eh, this one. See what he told him. I'll bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out, out of here altogether. You know when it's the devil saying, leave me, go. Yeah. Because typically you are the one saying, devil, leave me. Now it's the devil saying, I will pay you to go. That's what happened in Egypt. Let me show you. I'm, can, do you want to see or you don't want to see? Speak now in the hearing of the people and let every man ask from his neighbor and every woman from her neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. That's money. In, in case you missed it. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the, of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and the sight of the people. And all of that. Now, the Passover is chapter 12, which is very long. So I'm going to read a few verses for your reflection before you eat the bread. Does your neighbor still have their bread and drink? Just check. It's time to be your brother's keeper. Look, look at this. Look at this. Are we in chapter 12? Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, this month shall be your beginning of month. It shall be the first month of the year to you. It's like you will no longer count the way you've been counting because the thing I'm going to do will mark a new beginning. You know how like, oh yes. Oh yes, there's going to be a reset. While people celebrate January 1st, you will be celebrating another date altogether. Oh. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the 10th of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for the house, for a household. Now you know the Lamb of God which takes away the sins of the world. What's his name? Jesus. It's John who pointed out, Jesus says, behold the Lamb of God 
who takes away the sins of the world. This is where it starts. Are you following? And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Some of these things I'll just skip because if we start going through it, it will take too long. Your lamb, verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. The lamb shall be without blemish. Spotless. Spotless lamb of God was he. Remember that? So, who is without blemish? Is it you or, or Jesus? Look, if all of us know that it's not you. Yeah. yeah. Even you, you know you are not the one. Yeah. At all, at all. Who's the lamb without blemish? So you, you are covered. You, you already have the perfect lamb. Where are we? Now you shall keep it until the 14th day. Whole assembly, kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts on the lint of the houses where they eat. Now, how many of you know they just didn't eat it from anywhere? Okay. I will continue. You see, what did Paul tell the Corinthians? Chapter 11. If you have food, why don't you eat your food in your house? But when you come to the fellowship, why are you eating before other people? Don't you have food to eat in your houses? That's what you know. In other words, they don't eat it there. They eat it together. Jesus wasn't sending the bread to the disciples in their homes. This is my body. I hope you've received your Amazon package of my body. Eat it. It was together in the upper room. You see, I'm just trying to save you from many mistakes that you may be making without knowing what you're doing. All right. Well, what verse was that? Eight. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night roasted in fire with unleavened bread, with bitter herbs, they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boil nor boiled at all with water but roasted in fire it said with its legs and its entrails you shall let none of it remain until morning what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist your sandals on your feet and your staff on your hand so you shall eat it in haste it's the Lord's Passover in other words get ready to go like when you eat it, uh, feet, sandals on, fully dressed because freedom, it's, you're going to be bolting out of Egypt. Verse 12, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. 
Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. As in, God is saying, I'm going to wallop the devil. eh? And he will let you go. But Noam, you see, Jesus told the disciples, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. And says, and nothing shall by any means harm you. So this day shall be to your memorial and you shall keep it as a feast of the Lord throughout your generations, throughout your generations, throughout your generations. What did Jesus tell them? You shall eat it as in remembrance as often as you do it in remembrance of me this is to ensure there is never a generation that forgets the sacrifice of God, the lamb of God and then there are many other instructions there let me throw, throw in something there, verse 15 seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. Leaven is a picture of sin. And it says, it shall be unleavened. Now, you know that the unleavened is Jesus is the one without sin. So every time you trust in your own works, in your own salvation, like they made, they made the altar call, if you stayed behind and said, me, I, 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 I'm still thinking about it, you will be cut off. Because we can't trust, you see, that's why he talked about the living of the Pharisees. What was it about the Pharisees? They trusted their own righteousness. That's why he says, if your righteousness does not exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, you shall by no means enter the kingdom. You'll be cut off. Because it's not a righteousness of your own works. Living. I don't have time. So it goes on the first month, 14th day, for seven days, you shall. Then Moses calls the elders and gives them the instructions, right? Verse 29. Okay, verse 28. Then the children of Israel went away and did so, just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. And it came to pass at midnight that the Lord struck all the firstborn in the land of Egypt from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of livestock. Now, this firstborn is a picture of Jesus because he's the firstborn of God. Now, you have to understand this. Here is the firstborn of God without sin. 
here is the firstborn of Pharaoh and all of Egypt who are holding people's people captive. And God takes his own son and puts him in the position of this one. And he dies like the firstborn of Pharaoh so you can be free. Because you originally having fallen in the garden of Eden, you're on Pharaoh's side. You are in the world. You were in Egypt. Without salvation, you are in Egypt. The world is Egypt. Israel is the church. So he takes the spotless lamb of God and he has made him who knew no sin to become sin for us, 2 Corinthians 5.21 that we who are this side, who are supposed to die, might be made the righteousness of God in him. So Pharaoh rose in the night. He all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Then he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. You're being released to go serve the Lord. All, you remember, look, everything, that, that sister's testimony has blessed me. Because it was like, you cannot lead God's people if you're not sober. So that's the thing that I don't know what it is that is keeping you from serving the Lord fully. And God wants to deliver you from everything, from all the Egyptian tendencies. Oh, yes. You're going, you're, there's a lot. You're going to be set free from whatever it is. Also take your flocks and your hearts as you have said and be gone and bless me also. You know when the, when the devil is begging you to go? Like take whatever it is you wanted to take take, take, take. And the Egyptians urged the people and they, that they might send them out in the land in haste for they said we shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened having their kneading bowels bound up in their clothes and on their shoulders. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. Ah. They plundered the Egyptians. You're not just going to get out of slavery and, and, and oppression. You're coming out with stuff. Yeah. Look, they, they didn't leave Egypt empty-handed. They left. <laughs> it's like even God knows what you're going to need in your free world in your freedom 
every resource. Are you ready to receive communion by faith? So thank you, Father, for this bread and this drink. We receive it as the body and blood of our Lord Jesus, the same which he gave to his disciples in the Passover to commemorate this event that had taken place years earlier. Father, we've had the testimonies tonight. We've had the word preached tonight. And the same way, those Israelites, your chosen people, left Egypt in haste. We leave behind every kind of bondage, every kind of oppression of the enemy, every addiction, every state of lack and need, every sickness, every sin, every repetitive pattern, every spiritual oppression, every dream, every kind of oppression that comes in the night, every worry, every kind of depression, every emotional sickness, we leave it behind in haste. And we live with silver and gold and clothing, with resources and everything we need to build the church, everything we need to worship you. Father, we thank you for by this sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ, you set us free from the enemy and you've set us free to serve you in abundance and joy. So we receive it by faith with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Amen. Just receive the bread and the, and the drink and just give thanks to God. Uh, something specific to you. Something specific to you. Just tell him thank you for whatever it is that you've been believing him for. Why don't we stand and, and close? Thank you, Father. In this moment, without drama, without fanfare, we know that you've done something. Something has changed. In the spirit, something has changed. Something is changing in a home somewhere where we are not even right now. There's a freedom. There's a liberation that is occurring in your homes, in your houses, among your children, among your relatives, among your disciples. There's a liberation. That's what I sense. I sense chains are breaking and liberty is coming. You're going to see testimonies, receive testimonies, people who used to come to you for prayer for freedom from certain things in the next three weeks they are going to come to you with testimonies of freedom from those things so we thank you Lord we bless you for we know that you've done it in Jesus name Amen Amen for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. 
For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking 